Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz, and we are lucky to have back Eleanor Matsuro, who we all know and love as Yumiko on The Walking Dead. Eleanor, thank you so much for coming back on our show. How are you doing? Oh, thank you for having me, Viz. I'm doing really well, actually. I can't believe it's been two years since we've talked. The last... The last time we spoke, it was after the battle where Hilltop fell to the Whisperers. Okay, you know what's weird? So it feels like we just spoke yesterday. It does. That battle feels like a different lifetime. Exactly. We were just, it was October of 2020. We were just, everything was just starting to come back from COVID. Mm -hmm. And I remember how much, I remember you saying how much you missed talking to the fans and interacting with them and so much has happened since then so let's just dive right into it it. congratulations first off on an amazing final season of the walking dead and yumiko's arc throughout this final season and as a fan of the show myself from the very beginning uh, at a certain point, it starts to creep into our minds as who's going to be the last one standing when this thing mm. does come to an end. And Yumiko is a survivor. She makes it to the end, uh, you know, and it's a it's a happy ending. And we'll talk more about that later on. But how do you feel having your character survive this journey? Oh, wow. Well, <clears throat> let me tell you. I feel very proud to have survived this entire show. I, when I joined, I got a sense very early on that like your days are always numbered. You know, you don't walk into the show and think, oh yeah, I just got this job. Settle in, (laughs) get comfortable. No. You walk in and you like, it's like the ax is hanging above your head from day one. I think that's the vibe of the show. And I also think that's what makes it exciting. Yeah. And, I always remember having a conversation with um, with Cooper, who plays Jerry, and he was like, the way I see it is that's exactly how these people, these characters would be living in the apocalypse. Exactly. You know, you never know day to day whether it's going to be your last. The stakes are always so high. Mm-hmm. I loved that. And I always thought that that was a good way of like integrating that into how I was feeling because Eleanor, the actor, wanted to stay forever yeah. and loved it. But, you know... I was very aware that that um, you can easily, easily just find, yeah, be booted out. Go the like that. Door. And that's what makes this show so great is that you don't know who's going to go. Now, yeah. Yumiko, like we mentioned in the opener, had a very prominent role in all three parts of this final season. When you read her arc from 11A through 11C, what did you think about uh, what you were going to go through and what your character was going to go through? Well, I have to be honest, I was so excited. I was so um, privileged to get, because I knew early on that I was going to kind of inherit these storylines from the comics, which mm-hmm. were originally Michonne's storyline. Yes. And aside from the fact that I loved working with Denai and I thought she portrayed Michonne so beautifully, I that was only really my experience of of the story like I I never really read the comics Mm -hmm. you know when we were doing the show I found it to be too confusing I thought best just to concentrate on the on the scripts that we had in our hands so I didn't know too much about the Michonne storyline but I just got excited because I knew whatever 
that wasn't meant to be in store for her was going to be good so <laughs> i was like okay i had to then go to the comics and have a little sneaky peek and be like mm, i wonder what's going to go on you know so knowing that i found someone from my past knowing that we were that this was going to be a big pull for me to stay in the commonwealth like that was a big reason for us to like stay and not escape in that very first episode mm -hmm. that kicked off the season i mean these were big huge moments to play like as an actor i was just like completely thrilled to be honest um it was so nice to take this new direction yeah um and just give like just have like lots of meaty scenes to do i just yeah it just felt felt really exciting Go I mean, as for the arc itself you know we only got the scripts really like week to week so yeah. like i would talk with angela kang at the beginning of the season and she'd paint kind of like a general picture of like how it's going to go but that changes a lot you know mm -hmm. like that that doesn't always go by the book because there's just too many stories and they run out of time, exactly so now you mentioned kind of week to week now you mentioned 11a where you guys sort of broke away from the commonwealth you had a chance to escape but you see a picture of your brother and now here's Yumiko, and she's in a tough spot. She has her friends that she came there with, but now there's hope that her brother might still be alive. Uh, when you were visualizing how you were going to play this out, what is going through Yumiko's mind? She just must have been torn between finding her brother or the safety of her friends. Yeah, totally. I think... I think it's such a jarring moment for Yumiko because we know nothing really about her background. Maybe a little bit, yeah. that's not true. We knew she was a lawyer and we knew that she um, had helped Magna in the past. But aside from that, you know, we don't, we don't know a lot of backstory about any of the characters on the show. So really what you're seeing is characters living in the moment, mm -hmm. playing out the day-to-day -day, uh, challenges, you know, whatever that might be each week. Um, so to get a, to see a photograph from the past, you know, without even knowing what Yumiko's past is, you as an audience, I think you already know that that's just like opened a door of possibility. And it suddenly just blasts the story wide open and yes. blasts my character wide open. So I just, I just thought that that was just such a brilliant way of ending, you know, that, that scene in that episode, because you're just like, even even as the audience, they have no idea that I had a brother. They don't know that, you know, where I came from. They don't know my history with my brother or anything about it. We all can universally understand what it's like to see a missing person's poster yeah. on the wall and recognize a face. You know, that chilling feeling. Mm -hmm. um, we, we, that's not, I think, that unfamiliar for people to imagine what that must feel like. So I think also what really, what really helped was... Um, that board where all the photos were, mm -hmm. you know, they put up all photos of all the crew and like people that worked on the show and at AMC. <laughs> I know so they that. Were like, yeah. So they were like, you know, at first I thought, oh, that's going to be really funny, you know, seeing like who's who on the board and whatever. But actually these photos, seeing people that you recognize and seeing people that you work with, the way they'd styled the board to have all the old photos that were like peeling and like, you know, people like, like their photos above a sign that yeah. sort of says has anyone seen my mom or is it you know it was so moving and so it really didn't have to dig that deep for the scene in order for that moment to really hit you know what i mean because, wow that's genius that's yeah. genius now let's yeah. talk about uh your interrogation where you didn't hold yumiko didn't hold anything back 
She was upset, she was pissed, and she just let the interrogators have it. The lawyer side of Yumiko came out, uh, which I thought was amazing, by the way. How did you put into that, that mind frame? And when the response that you got back from the interrogators really took you by surprise, you probably thought, I don't know if they're going to hang me, kill me, or what, but yeah. they embraced you. How did you put yourself in that mindset to give that speech to them? Well, you know, it's funny because I haven't had a lot of big speeches in the show. You know, Walking Dead, aside from maybe like Negan, mm -hmm. famously, there, there isn't a lot of like big, you know, big speeches, unless yeah. <laughs> there is just before somebody dies. Um, <laughs> but, so like, it's not familiar territory, but as an actor, you know, I'm a theater kid. So like, I really, that's my area. You know, I love text. I love words. I love that I to get a speech like that, I was just like so excited to do it. And I, I did think, I thought, this is a strange, this is this is new. This is a strange thing to suddenly put, you know, in the opening episode of the new season to give Yumiko suddenly this huge long speech. But I will say I think it was earned. You know what I mean? Like I think yeah. it was I think it was really well written. And I think it was um an opportunity for us to see this side of Yumiko that we've never seen before. Exactly. Just because I've said I'm, I'm a lawyer, you know, everyone was someone before the apocalypse. But in this speech that they gave me, you really got a chance to see those first, like, you know, inklings of like, oh, oh, she's really good with her words. Or she's really, she can really turn things around. She can really like work yeah. a room. And all of those things that, you know, make up being a great lawyer. And we all knew that she was good at her job. So it was very clever of the writers to give Absolutely. That. And you nailed it right there. We knew Yumiko was a fighter. Okay. Yeah. She's a great fighter, a survivor. But we saw that that she's brilliant as well. And she can argue her way into, you know, what every good lawyer does. Now, the first indication that we see Yumiko notice that something is not quite right at the Commonwealth is during that party where you see Magna as the waitress okay and uh that look on your face is like whoa you know what are you doing here and she's like you know sort of like what you're doing here and that is your first indication that something is wrong is yumiko up to that point completely oblivious as to what pamela is doing at the uh, commonwealth no i don't think so i don't think yumiko ever is fully immersed in the commonwealth and i don't think she ever really fully trusted pamela I think um, I think the 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 nice life that she's given at the Commonwealth has never ever sat well with her either. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I don't think she ever like even though there was like the ice cream trucks and like the nice beds and you know I got my hair cut <laughs> and it's really like these wonderful things. I like Yumiko's too smart to just mm -hmm. take that without a pinch of salt. You know, um, I think she's been very wary. I think she's been very cautious. And I think she's played along because she wants to believe in, she wants to believe that this could be a place worth, that's worth it. Yeah. And that's worth exploring on behalf of her friends. And really, she's the only one out of all of them that is in this unique position where she is of a higher class, mm -hmm. you know, which is like none, nobody else has, has got the sort of privilege that she has, like the access to Pamela, like this higher class level. So with that comes actually a lot of importance like she's she has access to all this kind of insider information and i think that's the thing that's driving her and certainly that's how i tried to play it i tried to play it more like it's too important my job is too important mm -hmm. like i can i'm, I'm too useful i can to find blow out it. yeah yeah like I, um 
and just because it doesn't sit with me well, like living away from my friends in sort of a nicer part of town, um, I think I, I think she has a very clear understanding of what her purpose is in the Commonwealth very early on, and that is to keep an eye on Pamela and figure out what the hell is going on. Exactly, like the saying goes, keep your enemies close. Now, we get to meet your brother, Toomey, played by Ian Anthony Dale, uh, yes. a fabulous actor. He's been in so many hit TV shows. Yeah. What was it like working opposite Ian? Oh, it was wonderful. I mean, you know, Ian, like, for any actor, actually, coming into this job in the final season, I mean, yeah. what a crazy task, right? Like, you know that there's, you're walking into this sort of family that's been already been set up and it's already like an established thing, but you're also coming in on the final season. So it's like, <laughs> it must be, it just must've been so strange. And I think Ian handled that so well. He just, he's just such a, he's just such a great guy to work with right from the start. Like we had, um, they set us up with like a Zoom meeting. Cause I, I, I reached out to him and I was like, listen, Ian, you know, we've got to, we've got to bring all this history. We've got to look like, you know, we're, we're like in five minutes, we've got to sort of, you know, we, it was the pandemic as well. So like, it wasn't like we had a lot of time to hang out. Yeah. He was cast quite late. Um, and so we finally, before the day of shooting, I managed to get him on a Zoom. I said, we've just got to have five minutes to get to know each other as, as best we can before we start working. And we ended up, you know, being on the Zoom call for like two hours. Just wow. chatting away. He's such a lovely guy, super easy to work with. Um, to be honest, I wish we had more to do. I mm -hmm. wish they, I wish they delved into our story deeper because I think there's a lot more to be um, to be mined there. Yes, absolutely. Now I didn't know anything about this until last week when I posted your promo. I got a lot of messages, people asking me about the pregnancy story. <laughs> now I gotta ask you. Now I looked it up, and apparently you were pregnant, and you were nervous you were going to go into labor during the shooting of the finale. What's that all about? Okay, so yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I was pregnant during the last season of the show. Um, by the time we got, we were wrapping up the show, you know, there was a lot of things that overran mm -hmm. as is very common in, in TV and especially a show like ours when this, you know, you've seen the, you've all yeah. seen the final now, I presume. So you can see those big, you know, set pieces, the explosions, the big group scenes, the herds, like there was so much to shoot. We could just kept going over and over and over time. Meanwhile, my bump is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, guys, I'm not being funny, but I have you have to wrap me out soon because otherwise I'm going to have to ask Norman to deliver this baby. And that's like, you know, seriously, like no one's, this is, a, this is an emergency. So um, I, <laughs> I have to say that that scene at the end when the sort of, the year on, you know, when you see us all yeah. sat in the group, um, me and Magna, Connie and Kelly. I will say this. It was not intentional to have the bump be shown. We 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 and our wonderful crew and DC, our um our DOP in particular, who's amazing, he really made sure that he was always constantly trying to shoot me from like here up uh -huh. um, and get me in certain, you know, angles. Like it's in the courtroom scene, for example, I'm always behind the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when I stand up, they're always shooting me from here. So they really like did a fantastic job at sort of hiding the bump. But, you know, when I watched the finale, I was like, guys, you can kind of see my bump there. Well, to their credit, I didn't notice it. 
okay great okay you didn't because <laughs> I know a lot of people have yeah. and then I got to thinking so just to clear something up like it wasn't intentional but then I got to thinking you know what why not like yeah. like why not let that be there like if if that is the happy ending like I fought for hard for a happy ending for Magna and Yumiko and if we if maybe that little bump that little mm -hmm. baby bump it's just a cherry on top of the cake absolutely um, absolutely yeah. I loved it uh now Going back uh, to Yumiko, and let's talk about Eugene, where you yeah. publicly defy Pamela and announce that you will be defending him instead of prosecuting him. Does Yumiko fear the consequences fall out from Pamela at that point when she gives that announcement? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that I'm terrified. And that I know it will probably mean a death sentence for both of us. Mm -hmm. However, what's the alternative, really? Watching like, him die, yeah. Yeah, like I think, I think, I think what was so clever about that episode is that we see how relentless Yumiko is, because there's literally she cannot see a way out. Mm -hmm. But there's something about Yumiko where she just never gives up. I, I've always loved that most about playing her. Yeah. She's just so relentless in in what she believes in, and even when it looks impossible, which it was, she was like, "How am I gonna? How am I gonna prosecute my friend?" And actually, I don't know if you've heard Josh talk about this, but there was an earlier draft, um, which they'd wanted to do, where I did in fact prosecute Eugene. No, I haven't. And heard they were gonna have a whole storyline where, um, where like I was prosecuting him. Eugene decides to defend himself and he does a pretty good job at it. And together we sort of surreptitiously like um, figure out like a code, whereas I I let him win. Yeah, you, you throw the case. Totally. Oh. Like, it, 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 and that would have actually been the most amazing storyline. And Josh and I were super excited about that. But again, these things, you know, best laid intentions. Yeah. About, like you just run out of time. It's just it's just really hard in a show this massive to to tie up all those ideas and some of the things never make it um, onto the script. So in the end, they cut it down. And obviously you saw what you saw, which is have have me defend him. But the cool thing about that was, I think, I think for Yumiko, she is afraid of the consequences, but she figures out in that moment. And I don't think she's pre-planned it, but when she's walking up to that when I was walking up to that state, that podium to make the speech mm -hmm. and I see all the people and I see the crowd, it's only then I think she goes, wait a second. I'm, I'm seen right now. Yeah. She can't disappear me. She's like that. Like she'd never be able to get away with that. Exactly. My safety is in the public. Exactly. So if I can turn this on its head, now is the opportunity to do it. I have no idea what the consequences of that will be, but for this moment right now, I've managed to, avoid the, the 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 danger that's, and i think that's all that's all she can do she can just only think in the moment and that's brilliant now let's talk about that very sad scene where dan fogler luke dies uh such a sad scene and i loved how he was surrounded by your guys's original group that was all introduced to the show at the same time you magna kelly connie what was it like shooting that was that an emotional scene to shoot oh my god I was a wreck. We all were um, shooting that scene. I was so, I just remember being really dehydrated <laughs> because I was like, after two takes, I was like, oh my gosh, we cried so much, you know, everyone was just like, oh, we need water, water. 
I've got some pictures which I'll have to share with you guys on Insta. I think I shared one of them. But just, you know, after the takes that we did, we were just head to toe covered in blood. Yeah, um, it was you know, intense. Amputated his leg from where he'd been bitten. So I have to say, like, I don't think we'd anticipated how emotional that scene was going to be, oh. which I know must, must sound strange because, you know, like you said, we all started the show together. We're very close. Luke means a lot to us and mm -hmm. Dan means a lot to us as, as a friend and an actor. Um, I just I just don't think I had realized how intense mm -hmm. it was going to be. And on the morning, Greg Nicotero got us together. It was the first scene we shot of the entire final episode. We oh. were first seen up on the first day wow. of the final episode. And, and I remember Greg called us in, the five of us, and he sat us down and he said, listen, this is the final episode of The Walking Dead. And this is the first scene we're gonna film. And I want you to know that I don't want you to hold back. Like, this is what's happened. You're, it's the war zone. You've just lost your best friend. Like, go for it. Wow. And I think having that pep talk before the before the scene was just so um it well he it worked, you know. We just we just got into a place with it. We just got super focused and um and we shot it. And after we shot this we did a few takes of it and we were all <laughs> dehydrated and you could totally that. tell watching you yeah. uh I mean Nadia, you guys were in tears. It was so oh real and you drew the audience right in there with you i mean that was just so so sad we're almost yeah. out of time but i do oh, want to ask okay. you but i love that magna and yumiko got a happy ending uh you said you lobbied for that uh, were they really wanting to go another way with that ending i think what they wanted was for things to be realistic. And so, mm -hmm. so anytime I'd spoken to Angela about it, she said, listen, you know, people break up, people go different ways. And it's only on TV shows that, you know, people ride up into the sunset together, usually. Um, so she was like, so I kind of feel like, oh, they're still friends and, you know, they'll still fight together and they're still like a family, Yeah. but maybe they're not together. Or the kiss that this the original script that I read, like the kiss was there, but then when it cut to a year later, we were all sitting around together and and Magna actually had written that that she had a new girlfriend, but we were all just sitting around happily together drinking yeah. tea. And that was the thing that I just was like, absolutely not, <laughs> ma'am. I was like <laughs> and I got I got on the phone immediately and I just thought I just said to Angela, I've got to fight for this. I said, listen. I know people don't usually ride off into the sunset, but I think we've earned it. Exactly. Like, and the fans earned it as well. There's enough heartbreak in this final season, you know? Like Magna and I, we have this kiss. Why don't why don't we just leave them in a yeah. beautiful place? Why exactly. not? Exactly. Keep them happy. And it and resonated think, oh I'm sorry. I, it no, resonated no, no, no. really well that the show ended on a happy note. Because as fans we went through the mud with you guys for right. 11 seasons and to have it end on a happy note with hope uh, for what's yeah. to come is brilliant. Uh, I want to thank you so much, Eleanor. These 20 minutes, we're already at 24 minutes, just flew by. Oh, I could um, talk to you all night. You know I could. And 
the universe is expanding. I'm not asking you, but who knows what's going to happen with Yumiko. Yumiko may pop up. She may not, but we never know, you know, where is always hope. We got to wait and find out. I want to thank you so much. I uh, must have been sad during that rap party. Angela Kang, I had her on here just before the, the final eight started. And she said how sad it was and seeing all the faces come back. Uh, again, congratulations on a brilliant season. You did fantastic. Everyone was really happy with how this show was wrapped up. you have any final thoughts you want to share before we go? I just want to thank the fans and you and everybody who's been a supporter from, from, from day one. It's honestly meant the world to me. And being able to make it through to the final and have the feedback from you guys and you being there all the way i yeah it just it's 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 changed my life and i yeah. just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart absolutely and thank you for bringing us yumika i want to thank our audience for tuning in those of you who are tuning in live and those of you who'll be watching this later on on behalf of eleanor matsura and myself stay safe and remember always stay walking good night everybody thank you good night <laughs>